ערב שבת קודש, פרשת ויגש, תשפ"ג. ספר בראשית was sponsored by Ralph and Amy Sesson. Important people for the community, they are doing a lot for the community and also a lot in Israel. Rishboch will bless them with a lot of nachat and bracha v'atzlacha in everything that they do. This week parasha, parashat v'yigash, was sponsored by an anonymous in honor of one of our students, Elliot Dweck, that serves in the Israeli army. And he came today from Gaza to rest. Rishbohu will bless the anonymous, that Rishbohu will fulfill all his wishes, Letova, and will bless Elliot and all the soldiers of Am Israel that they will come, as Hashem, safe home. Shabbat Parashat Vayigash falls usually around the time of the fast of Asara Betebet. And the Shlaha Kadosh said that usually every event that happens in the week has to do with the parasha. And here also there is a connection between Parashat Vayigash and the, the, the fast of Asara Betebet. In Parashat Vayigash, we read about the coming of Yaakov to Egypt. Yaakov and his family are going down from Eretz Israel to Egypt. Really, this is the beginning of the Galut, of Galut Mitzrayim. And Asara Betevet, the siege that the king of Babel did around Yerushalayim is the beginning, was the beginning of the destruction and the galut of Am Israel. Two beginnings of galut in Parashat Vayigash and in Asara Betevet. But not only that. When Yosef met Binyamin, the Pasuk says the following, Vayipol al tzavarei Binyamin achiv vayevk uvinyamin bacha al tzavarav. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, Yosef, and Benjamin wept upon his neck the neck of Yosef. When we look here on this pasuk, we will look in Rashi, and Rashi says that Yosef, why did he cry? And Benjamin, why did he cry? 
we thought that they are crying because meeting family. They didn't see over 21 years. They didn't meet, they didn't see one the other. But Rashi says something else. Rashi says that Yosef wept on two mikdashim, two Beit Mikdash that are going to be built and to be destroyed in the part of Binyamin in Yerushalayim. So he wept Yosef now on the destruction of these two Beit Mikdash. And why Binyamin wept, says Rashi. Binyamin wept on the Mishkan of Shiloh that is going to be destroyed in the future. And this Mishkan Shiloh will be in the part of Eretz Israel that belongs to Yosef. First of all, from where Rashi learned that we are talking here about Beit Mikdash, Rashi said that they wept. Explain the Baal and other Mepharshim also, the Mizrahi and other Mepharshim, that the, the word neck hints to Beit Mikdash because we have in Shira Shirim a Pasuk, Kemigdal Hashen Savarech. And the, the meaning of this Pasuk, Hazal explained that Sabar is the Bet Mikdash. Because the neck, Mepharshim are saying that the neck is the, 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 the place that connects the head with the body. The head is the spirit and the body is the physical thing. And the same thing is Beit HaMikdash, is the neck that connects Am Yisrael with the spirit, with Bore Olam. This is the explanation of Rashi, why they cried, and this is, was taken from the Gemara, from the Gemara. But asked here, Rabbi Yecheskel Mikuzmir, he asked here two strong questions. First question is, brothers didn't see one the other. So many years, they didn't see one the other. So you think that two brothers that will meet after a long time, one brother will say to his friend, to his other brother, you know what? Let's start to say now Tikkun Chasot and we cry of Mikdash. This is the time. This is question number one. Another question is, ask Rabbi Cheskel Mikuzmi. Rashi says, according to the Gemara, that Binyamin, Yosef, cried on the two Mikdash that are going to be in the part of Binyamin, that are going to be destroyed, and Binyamin is crying on the Mikdash that is going to be in the part of, of, of Yosef that is going to be destroyed. 
why everyone has to cry on the Mikdash that is going to be destroyed by his brother? Let everyone cry on the Mikdash, on his own Mikdash. Binyamin will cry on his two Mikdashot that are going to be destroyed, and Yosef will cry on his Mikdash. Explained Rabbi Yecheskel Mikuzmir, and he said that the two Matei Mikdash that were in the part of Binyamin, why they were destroyed? We know very well that the second Mikdash was destroyed because of Sinat Chinam. The Gemara in Yuma says, not only that the second Mikdash was destroyed of, because of Sinat Chinam, the first Mikdash also, there was there a Sinat Chinam. Sinat Chinam between the rabbis, between the Chachamim. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, as it is written in the Baal Aruch HaShulchan, he has a Haggadah Shal Pesach, which is called Haggadat Leil Shimurim. And he brings that in the beginning of Magid, and he says that everyone should know that the Galut, all the Galut, came because of Sinat Chinam. This caused, this caused uh, uh, the, the, uh, the Galut Mitzrayim, this called Galut Mitzrayim because of Sinat Chinam with Yosef and the brothers, and the second temple also was because of Sinat Chinam, and also the first temple was because there was a Sinah between the Chachamim of Am Israel. They didn't respect one the other. And the Midrash even adds and says that because of this Sinah, because of the Sinat Chinam, Beit Mikdash was built only in the part of Binyamin. The main means the majority, also by Yehuda a little bit, but the majority was in Binyamin and not in any other, uh, any other tribe. Because everyone was involved in the Sinat Chinam, in the, in the Mechirat Yosef. And therefore, um, uh, because of this, that the two Mikdashot was destroyed because of Sinat Chinam, Therefore, explain Rabbi Yechezkel Mikuzmi that every person, every brother wanted to correct the Sinat Chinam because they saw already in their eyes, in their, in their, in, in, in their vision, they saw the distractions. And they knew that the, the, to, 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 to avoid distra the distractions, we need to have something which is opposite Sinat Chinam. And what is the Tikkun for Sinat Chinam? Ahava, love, that one will love the other. And therefore, what does it mean one will love the other? That everyone, when his brother will be in pain, 
he will see the pain of his brother as if it is his own pain. And, and uh, therefore, therefore, the, the Bin Yosef and Bin Yamin, since they understood the reason why the destruction of the Mikdash and why the whole galut of, of Am Israel had to be now in Egypt because of Sinat Hinam, they gave a sign for the future. And what is the sign of the future? To love one the other. Therefore, Yosef cried for the Mikdashot of Binyamin that is going to be destroyed. It means to say that the, 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 the pain of Binyamin, of the destruction, is the pain of Yosef. And the same thing, and, uh, Binyamin, he also did the same thing. And he cried for the pain of Yosef, of the destruction in his in the in, in, in his Beit Mikdash. As if everyone expresses expresses the love that he loved his brother. The, the this hatred between brothers and between Am Israel didn't disappear even after the destructions of Beit HaMikdash. This disease continued in the future generations. And Am Israel all the time is getting punished because of the Sinat Hinam, because of the Mechira of Yosef. And we know that the Medrash says that the ten murders were killed because of Mechirat Yosef. And the Midrash says that such a thing happened every generation. Who am I to say? But I know that a few days ago in Eretz Israel, ten big officers were killed in Gaza. I don't know the number ten immediately reminded me ten murders every generation Sinat Hinam causes causes this uh, causes this uh, this thing and unfortunately even nowadays in Israel still Sinat Hinam is is among among the nation all the time so we saw the connection, two connections we have between the parasha and Asara Betevet. Asara Betevet is one of four fasts that is mentioned in Sefer Zechariah. Tzoma Revi'i, Tzoma Revi'i, Tzoma Revi'i is Shiva Asar Betamuz. Um, because Tammuz is the fourth month after Nisan, Soma Hamishi is Tisha Be'av, Soma Shvi'i, Tzom Gedalia, and Soma Asiri Asara Beteibet. All of them are mentioned in Sefer Zechariah. And all these fasts are going to uh, change into 
ששון ושמחה. When we are looking on the, on the pasuk, we see that all the fasts are equal. The pasuk didn't make any difference between tzoma rabi'i, tzoma chamishi, tzoma shvi'i, tzoma siri. But chachamim, they made a, a, they made strict the fast of Tisha B'Av more than all the other fasts. The Tisha B'Av will start first of all in the evening, not in the morning as all the other fasts. And you have also there five Inuyim as we have on Kippur. Means the parallel, the, the, the way that you have to conduct in this, on, on this Abbaab as you behave on Yom Kippur. But we find something in Asarab Tevet that it is more strict than this Abbaab. Well, we see, says the Abu Draham. And, and it is being brought by Maran Bet Yosef in Siman Tafkuf Nun. And uh, says the Abu Draham there that all the fasts that falls on Shabbat, for instance, if Tisha B'Av falls on Shabbat, and it happens from time to time, what do you do? You don't fast on Shabbat. You push the fast to Sunday. But, and the same thing with every fast that will, will happen, will fail on Shabbat. It's being pushed to Sunday. But, says Abu Abraham, if a Sarabetavet will fall on Shabbat, we will have to fast on Shabbat. This is the Chidush, it's a big Chidush that he said. Maran Bet Yosef was wondering from where he took this Chidush. But this said the Abu Draham. And, uh, and uh, we have to understand what's the, what is the reason why if people fell on Shabbat, we will have to fast on Shabbat. In fact, according to our calendar, it can never happen. But in the time that, uh, the, in the time of the Gemara, in the time that Am Israel used to, to Mekadesh the Chodesh, not with a calendar, Ella by the moon, with a din, would have happened that it will fall on Shabbat. But nowadays, never happens. But nevertheless, what, what uh, Abu Dharam said had to do with us, that if people fell on Shabbat, we will fast on Shabbat. Where do we see something that has to do with us? First of all, we'll explain what is the strictness of Asara Betelbet, that if people fell on Shabbat, we will fast. Explained Rabbi Yonatan Ibishitz. And he says that always everything goes according to the beginning. 
for instance, we know that Tisha B'Av was not the day that the, the main destruction of Mikdash happened. The, the, the main fire, the big fire that the, 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 the majority of Mikdash was burned was on the 10th of Av, not on Tisha B'Av, on the 10th. Nevertheless, Chazal established the fast on Tisha B'Av. Why? Because this was the beginning of the burning and the destruction of Mikdash. The same thing says Rabbi Nathan Eibishitz is the strictness of Asara Betebet. Asara Betebet, the king of Babel, made a siege around Yerushalayim. This was, in fact, the beginning of the process. And always the beginning is very, very strict. Therefore, said Rabbi Nathan Eibishitz, this is the strictness of Tzom of Asara Betebet. Um, um, especially that we find in, uh, in books in the name of uh, Chazal that one of the reasons that Melech Bavel came and made the siege was because Am Israel at that time were Mechalel Shabbat, they didn't keep Shabbat. So because of this, even if it falls on Shabbat, we will fast on Shabbat because the whole thing came because of Chilul Shabbat. So this will be like a tikkun for this. But this what said Rabbi Ben he didn't speak about the Shabbat, but he said this is the beginning. The Khatam Sofer, he explained it a little bit deeper and will give us to understand why we wouldn't even fast on Shabbat. He says that when the king of Babel made the siege around Yerushalayim, at that time invading Shalmala, in front of Bore Olam, the prosecutor stood with the defense. And the question there was, now we have a siege. Are we going to destroy Mikdash or not? Does the Mikdash is going to be destroyed? Yes or no? What happened was there, that there was a vote there, and the majority of the Samachmen and with the prosecutor, they made the decision, and this was the halacha there to destroy Beit HaMikdash. Said the Khatam Sofer, since Asara Betevet, every year on Asara Betevet, again, Beidin in heaven, are coming together. And the question that is it stands in front of them, shall we continue with the destruction or shall we stop with the destruction and we will build the new, the, better, the third Beit Mikdash? This happened every year on Asara Betevet. 
and therefore in order to cancel the decree of the destruction nowadays we are fasting the fast of Asara Betevet a big chidush says the Chatan Sofer means to say that the, Asara, the fast of Asara Betevet is different than all the other fasts all the other fasts we are, we are fasting because of the past because at that day the wall was was broken. At that uh, was destroyed. Asara Betevet, we are not fasting on what happened in Asara Betevet on the siege that, that, that the king of Avel did. We are fasting for the future, that the decree of continue with the destruction will be cancelled and we will be able to build the Lubet Dash. And Hatam Sofer paralleled this halacha to another halacha. The person had a bad dream during the week. So usually person that had a bad dream in order to um, uh, cancel the bad dream people used to fast. People are fasting. And this, they have a feeling that will, will, uh, will, uh, will, will uh, cancel the, 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 the bad, the decree of the bad dream. But what will be if a person had a bad dream on Shabbat? So according to the halacha, what does it mean? You have Oleg Shabbat. You cannot fast on Shabbat. But says the, says the, says the Mara, says the Halacha, that you are allowed to fast on Shabbat. Because for this person, this will be Oleg Shabbat. The fast by him will be like eating by someone else. Because he is so upset and he wants that uh, to have a good feeling on Shabbat, that he must fast on Shabbat in order to avoid a bad thing that is going to come on him because of a bad dream. So we see from here that on Shabbat, you are allowed to fast for something, to avoid something bad that is going to be. Therefore, he says the same thing is what Abu Raham said, Abu Raham said that if Asara Betavet will, will fall on Shabbat, we will fast on Shabbat. How come we can fast on Shabbat? The answer is because this fast is to avoid the continuation of the destruction and to bring the new Mikdash that will be built. Therefore, we are allowed to fast on, on Shabbat. Because of this, it gives us to understand, usually when a person is taking upon himself to fast on a certain day, let us say he's fasting for, uh, for on a certain day and it fell on Friday. So usually you break the fast in the middle of the day or before Shabbat. Asara 
the pass that we are going to pass tomorrow, if Mikdash will not be built, we are the, the we have to fast till the entrance of Shabbat, and the Kiddush will be the first drink that we will drink on Friday. It's Friday, end of Shabbat. To enter Shabbat with the fast, the answer is yes. Sarah Betevet is different from the uh, from the from uh, from other pasts because, as we mentioned, this is the beginning of destruction. Oh, because this is the fast on the future, and the Sarah Betevet is much more stricter than other than other fasts. Let's hope, as Hashem, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu will turn all the fasts into into Yamim into Yamim Tovim.